0: Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. I'm very, very excited to have Saleem Ismail. Saleem is a sought after business strategist and author of one of the world-renowned books, Exponential Organizations, which is the topic of our conversation today, and also the topic of one of our new master business courses. Uh, Salim is a board member of the X Prize and the founding executive director of Singularity University. Today, he is the founder and chairman of EXO Works and Open EXO which are organizations that help companies to implement the lessons from exponential organizations. So Salim, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. Thanks so much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Alex. Good to be here.
0: Awesome. So to kick off, um, before we get into what is an EXO, I think we should set the stage a little bit and discuss the important shifts that are happening in the world, impacting industry, technology, because I think it's first important to understand the why, uh, we're talking about this and the need for a new type of business moving forward.
1: So, you know, for 10,000 years, any pretty much any business in the world, um, to make it run, you needed scarcity. Uh, you took scarcity in some way, uh, or a scarce resource or a great hotel chef or a, a great restaurant chef or a hotel on a beach, you put a boundary around it and you sold access to scarcity. Um, we now have an era of abundance uh, where we have an abundance of music, we have an abundance of information, we have an abundance of solar energy coming soon, and we 're starting to see new business models around abundance and the way you organize uh, for abundance and a highly scalable organization is completely different than the way, the way you do it for the traditional scarcity based organizations and that 's essentially the heart of it is how do you organize for this completely new animal. Uh, It's like an asteroid coming down and um, all the furry animals now starting to evolve and the big dinosaurs have trouble surviving.
0: Can you tell us what makes up an exponential organization? What's what's your definition of, of an EXO?
1: Yeah, so we have two definitions. The original definition was an org structure that is delivering minimum 10x better, faster, cheaper than its peers. And so that was one defining thing. So, for example, Airbnb has about 10 times more listings per employee than Hyatt hotels or Marriott hotels. Or the, the uh, typical combustion engine car has about 2,000 moving parts in the drivetrain and Tesla has 17. You know, So there's a massive change, uh, sea change or quantum shift in some metric that's, that's allowing you to deliver massive new value. The newer, more evolved definition around it, which is uh, as more and more companies take on the model, then how do you say 10x better than the five other people that are doing the same thing? The new, more evolved definition that we're adding because we're doing the second edition of the book is that... Uh, companies have learned how to drop radically and and enter markets with a radically reduced uh, exponentially reduced marginal cost of supply. So if you think about Airbnb, the marginal cost of adding a room to their inventory is almost zero, right? Whereas if you're uh, Hyatt, you have to build a hotel. Uh, and we have that phenomena happening now in industry after industry where the cost of entry used to be, or the, every time you needed to add supply, there was a unit cost of, of X. And now the marginal cost of supply is incredibly low for EXOs, means you can scale dramatically. And so we're seeing that scaling, we haven't believed it for a few years, but now we can see the real results of that. And it turns out to be completely true. Because you take out the co- marginal cost of supply, you take out the denominator, your market cap explodes.
0: Can you talk, uh, talk to us a little bit about the, the 10 attributes? yeah,
1: so the 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 model, what we did was we uh, analyzed 200 of the fastest growing unicorns uh, in in the early days before the book, but th- uh, two years before the book came out, 2012, 2013, and asked, how are they doing this? How is Ted scaling so fast? leveraging community? Uh, Uber is not hiring its own staff. And we came up with ten characteristics, five externalities like staff on demand, which is Uber, uh, Uber. Uh, leveraging community and crowd, which is TED, leveraging algorithms like Google, leveraging uh, uh, other people's assets like Airbnb, and engagement models like gamification, incentive prizes, etc. And those five allowed you to keep a very small feature footprint and scale very quickly. Um, The other side was the internal uh, characteristics, and we found five of those uh, interfaces between Uber and its drivers that are automated or Google AdSense and its customers where the interface is automated. Um, dashboards, real-time dashboards to track business performance in real-time. The third was the uh, called experimentation, the whole lean startup thinking and can you take risk inside the org structure and, and encourage experimentation. The fourth was decentralized org structures and decentralized decision-making. And the final one was social technologies like Slack, Yammer, Chatter, Zoom to allow peer-peer. Uh, or, and then, so those five internal mechanisms, the externalities mapped to the acronym scale and the internal ones mapped to the acronym ideas, like the last one is social technologies, that's the S. And then above all of it, we found one common attribute that every single exponential organization had which is the massive transformative purpose or MTP. So Google has organized the world's information. Ted is uh, ideas worth spreading. Uber is everybody's private driver. And we found that if you're a startup, you should be using all of these because if you're not, somebody else is. If you're a big company and you fully implement for them, you get a 10x performance boost in your organization. And so that's essentially the model for the exponential organization.
0: You know when you first wrote the book i think it was 2014 the examples were uber airbnb uh, github netflix uh who do you see leading the way in terms of running with these 10 attributes today
1: so what's really gratifying is we're seeing more and more companies uh take it on uh we're seeing mid-market companies take it on and really blow open um uh Uh, 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 TED is actually a great example of this because it was a standalone conference, a thousand people a year. Chris Anderson takes it over, does three things, establishes the MTP, ideas worth spreading, then he puts all the TED talks on YouTube for free, leveraging rich media, and then he allows anybody to go create a TEDx event and boom, it's a global media brand, right? And so you can go from an established environment to global phenomena in a very short order. The areas where we're seeing this uh, propagate are now happening in it, that that's kind of a Silicon Valley phenomenon that initially started but now we're seeing it happen all over the world. There's a Chinese company called Guazi which is uh, used car sales right so you go how do you apply an EXO thinking to used car sales well they show up and they take 250 data points on a car uh, camera, images, AI Video of the car, listening to the car engine running, uh, et cetera. And then AI then analyzes, assesses a value for the car instantly, and, I, and then offers a price to the bo- seller and offers a price to the buyer and arbitrages. They, in five years, have captured 80% of the used car market in China, and they sell 2 million cars a month. Okay. Wow. So I'm just going to try and get your heads around this you've gone from zero to selling 2 million cars a month in five years and you're worth 10 billion dollars right so that kind of explosion is happening everywhere maybe the one domain where this has been seen the most profoundly is cryptocurrencies uh where they leverage community heavily they leverage an mtp they have ai heavily involved and boom you're seeing this explosion of of crypto. ethereum is essentially an, an exo totally decentralized model heavily leveraging all of the capabilities involved. And it's 600 billion. uh, um, uh, Bitcoin is uh, a trillion. Um, The NFT world is using this heavily to create community around some piece of art and then then blow open and create utility and engagement with the communities and then et cetera. So now you can buy these little, I bought one of these digital NFT bears that went from half an ETH to almost five ETH in like four days. And it's just madness, but it's completely, the pattern is re- re- repeating very quickly and propagating now. Maybe the craziest thing is I came across a political consulting firm that approached me two and a half years ago, and it turns out they've been using the EXO book to advise heads of state. And when I looked into it, it was 36 sitting presidents and prime ministers. And in 2019, before the pandemic, I went visited six of them. And it turns out to be all true because it sounds nuts on the surface. So we are kind of aiming now to create a transformation ecosystem that really transforms society. Because now along with a community and credibility and a tool set, now we have access, right? And so that's a gift you got to take.
0: And, you know, governments typically tend to be very clunky and do not move very quickly. Are you able to share any examples for what some of these governments are doing in terms of leveraging the attributes? Yeah,
1: Yeah. let me give you a real example. You know, a year ago, we had a huge oil spill in Mauritius, where one of the biggest oil tankers in the world crashed. And the Japanese firm that owns the oil tanker literally blew up the boat and sank it to try and get rid of the evidence. Um, What they did was, they pulled together uh, an ecosystem. The minister of oceans was using my book, it turns out, and he'd built a community around it. They threw together a project called oceanexo.org. You can go check it out. Um, and um, started getting gathering all the satellite images um, and storing them. 70,000 Mauritians can take pictures of dead dolphins on the beach. And it's all being tagged to a blockchain so they have legal recourse against the oil tanker firm later. And that got thrown up and put together in like four weeks. Mark Benioff funded it. Um, uh, and it's like uh, now we have an instant point and shoot at any ocean disaster where we can instantly take capture video uh, and satellite imagery of some point on Earth and store it for later use. And so that the fact that you could do that and put that together in three weeks or four weeks is unbelievable. In today's world, and so we're starting to see these things pop up all over the place, in and especially in public sector because it's a natu- government is a natural MTP of serving the citizens, right? Another example that I love, uh, and if you look at the response to coronavirus, uh, it's actually been kind of an EXO type model. Multiple countries tried different experiments. Uh, We shared the information amongst all the scientists in the world in a very powerful way, came up with mitigating strategies and had real data on the use of masks, and and then the vaccine gets developed in no time flat. Uh, It's important to say that these mRNA vaccines have been in development for, uh, you know, 40 years, uh, and it was just the first um, um, uh, real-time use of it. Uh, to bring it to bear for this case. But it's a very powerful model. One of our uh, uh, singularity faculty, Raymond McCauley, calls these mRNA vaccines the first battle in the last war against disease. Right? And just the implications of that are really profound. So this will become a, a pervasive pattern, I think. Basically, what we're able to now stand up and say is this is the decade of the EXO. Like by the end of this decade, every organization in the world will be following these characteristics. And if they're not, they just won't won't be as effective. And have some killer data, if you want me to get into it, that ratifies the model.
0: MTP, I know you said all mm-hmm. exponential organizations have this MTP, massive transformative purpose in common. Do you have a process that you recommend if a company is looking to develop an MTP of their own? Yes.
1: Yes, we've done quite a bit of work on this. And there, it it should come from the founders um uh they're holding that container of the passion of what the future of of the of the business what problem did they want to solve so here's some ways of thinking about it to develop your own personal mtp what what would get you up at six o'clock in the morning every day to work on and be excited about that would be one second uh, question would be if you could spend a billion dollars and solve one problem in the world what would it be would it be planting a trillion trees would it be solving uh rainforest eradication would it be Uh, lowering uh, climate, uh, the seawater globally, et cetera. What problem would you go after? And that becomes a natural, and, and the reason for MTP is it allows a community to form and a community gathers around that massive transformative purpose. And then you can really move the needle quickly and accelerate through activity via the community and leverage their capabilities. And then it becomes a natural hiring place for great people that are all sharing the same passion. Right, and so that kind of a, uh, 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 the but it really does require kind of the founders to take a deep gut check and go, what problem? We, I would argue that, for example, that the failure of BlackBerry, right, became incredibly successful. And then they literally tanked because they didn't have an MTP. They had no purpose driving the future of the company. And it they lost their kind of North star as to why do you exist?
0: If you can maybe uh, give us one more takeaway, uh, that, that we can leave with in, in terms of building an EXO.
1: I'll give you one nugget for the imperative of it, which is that we did we did an analysis of the Fortune 100 by their EXO quotient and ranked them. We, I went on CNBC Squawk Box. We just did a seven-year trailing analysis and found that the top 10 most adaptable, flexible companies on our index outperformed the bottom 10 by 40 times in shareholder returns over seven years. That's just in the Fortune 100. It's just mind boggling data. And so we find now a rock solid data uh, layer underlying the model. Uh, Pretty
0: much if you're not an EXO, you won't survive in the future. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.